Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help the fellow Yeah, well, welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Again, it's another Tuesday, and we have another special guest with us tonight. Um, This is Blog Talk Radio, brought to you by The Catch. And uh, you can find us online at simply catchjohnfisher.com. And uh, you can sign up there if you haven't. Sign up to get uh, a daily email that uh, I write every morning. And uh, we send it out. Uh, Usually it goes out by noon. Sometimes I'm a little late. I try to get it out earlier. But uh, uh, this one thing is true. It's it's live and it's it's current and it's uh, it's something I, uh, I I just put together that morning based on uh, what's going on in my own life, what's going on in the world around me, and uh, and it's, it's just helped to be become a, a, a rallying point for uh, what we now have as a community which is much more than just a blog. It's a community now. Uh, We have church. We have counseling. We have um, uh, this show on Tuesday nights. We have all kinds of things going on uh, for you to find out about and uh, and to grow from. Our our goal is to help prepare people to be in the marketplace. We want we want we are speaking basically to Christians in the marketplace, but we're we're speaking to everybody too, and not just Christians. We, as a matter of fact, we we have a uh, a couple atheists who who even donate to us, and uh, I, I I don't quite understand that one, but I, I I'm proud of it because it says we're offering them something, we're saying something to them that 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 resonates at least. And uh, we we uh, love to talk to people who have, have have struggled a lot. A lot of our people have struggled with their own church experience, or struggled with other Christians, and uh, kind of turned off. A lot of our people have been turned off by Christianity, but they get turned on by Jesus, and pretty much excited about what we're doing here. So. Uh, that that is very exciting to us, and we have a number of millennials come. I think they come for that reason, and uh, uh, so that's just a little bit about the catch. We hope you'll stick around and become a part of what we're doing. Uh, tonight is our third uh, night with a very special guest. We've had him on twice before, and... Uh, talking about a broad area of family, marriage, uh, parenting that he and his wife have, have uh, 
become involved in and, and are now having a tremendous amount of success providing online resources and tools and connectivity with uh, people who want to honor God and their families. It's a really a wonderful thing, and we hope you'll, find, you'll, you'll check it out and find out more about it. Um, Isaac has been a, uh, an entrepreneur, a businessman. He's a founder of a number of businesses. Uh, but uh, on top of that, he's a father of eight children, and uh, that should give him something to say. And uh, uh, have have, as he says, their share of of successes and failures um, as a family. And uh, he and his wife now are are uh, gathering this information and and all this experience uh, that they have had in their in their own lives, with their own kids, and providing tools and resources and uh, connection for families um, uh, real literally all over the world because that's what happens on the Internet. So uh, uh, for, for, for more information on that, you can go to um, real, uh, let's see, resoluteman.com, and that's where – we uh, talked about men, especially resoluteman.com or uh, courageousparenting.com. And uh, either one of those places is a great place to start to find out a little bit what Isaac and his wife are up to. But uh, tonight's another good place to start because we're going to talk marriage for the next few minutes. So would you please uh, welcome to Blog Talk Radio Isaac Tolpin, welcome, Isaac. Welcome back. Hey, John. Yeah, it's so great to be back, and I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, marriage is such a good topic to be talking about. Needed. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's jump right in. Let's jump right in, Isaac. I've been thinking about some questions for you, and uh, the obvious first thing that came to my mind was um, what what would you say is the biggest challenge facing marriages today? Oh, uh, absolutely. It's the personal selfishness um, mm. in ourselves. I mean, it's, it's that drive towards, you know, w- you know, wanting what we want, wanting things our way, wanting to communicate the way we want to communicate versus maybe how someone, our spouse needs to be communicated to. So it's really, the core problem uh, that started in, you know, the Garden of Eden. You know, that uh, we're <laughs> sinful and uh, and uh, we're we're selfish. And if you approach your marriage with with selfishness, uh, it's going to be a disaster. So, um, well, so I guess, uh, you know, I guess we start with uh, what can we do about that, and what what are some of the what are some of the ways we can get over it? I'm sure that probably the primary way is is coming into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Am I am I right about that? <laughs> well, absolutely. I mean that's 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 crucial. But I think you know on a practical level to talk about some practical tips is you know the Bible says to cherish our wives, and and you know we all probably at our wedding some the the person that married you probably said to become one and shared that scripture and how can two become one 
if each of the two are trying to be individuals with selfish spirits. And so I think we really need to adopt that and we need to cherish our wives and, you know, women are to respect their husbands and that's what the scripture says. And, and um, I think if we are pursuing spiritual growth separately in the marriage and God is the, is the head of our marriage, then we're on a good track. Wow. Uh, what do you do about, uh, how, how do you get beyond yourself? I mean, I, you know, we are all, uh, we are all such, such, uh, selfish individuals. It's, it's, as you say, it's as old as Adam. It's, it's the sin of, of, uh, that we, we, we got from the garden. Um, what, how do we, uh, are there some ways in which we can maybe move out of it? I think sometimes we're not even conscious of how selfish we are. And uh, uh, what what are some ways we can, we can find out what we're doing and maybe get beyond ourselves where we can put our, put our minds and our thoughts and our interests into, into others. Yeah. You got some help for that? We have a rhythm. Yeah, I mean, we develop a rhythm of how we approach our relationships and our life, and we're going along this track, and sometimes it's hard to even see ourselves. And so one of the things you might do is go on a date with your spouse and just ask the very difficult question of how can I be a better husband? You know, um, where are areas that, you know, you know, I display selfishness? And when you lead and you ask that, inevitably during that conversation, what is the other spouse going to probably ask? They're going to ask, well, hey, do you see any areas in me where those exist? That's just naturally how things usually go. And that can start a very deep and healthy conversation of really seeing where you can improve. And, you know, you, the, the number one way to improve your marriage is to focus on how can I be a better um, husband, how can I be a better wife versus trying to change the other person? People are very hard to change, but mm. you know what changes mm. people the most is when we change first. Ah. We change first, and that will help provide an environment for them to change. Yeah. People have to or make the other choices person. about change. Yeah, but in a relationship, it's it's we have the, you know, we need to look at where we can grow, and often that will create a positive impact on mm-hmm. the other person growing. And I think too is prayer. I mean, inviting God into the marriage and praying individually for your marriage. I think that's in your spouse. I think that's huge mm-hmm. uh, because you're actually God hears every prayer and He loves marriage, and so why wouldn't He? respond to your prayers maybe not exactly every word of how you pray for it but but he will respond he does listen and and uh and that sets your heart intentions right towards your spouse too when you're praying and and so there's a couple powerful things happening there and then you know if you want to take it a step further praying together and then you're hearing each other's hearts and god is hearing them as well and being active in your marriage and i think inviting god into the equation helps get rid of that selfishness 
and helps you focus on your wife and you're actually in, in the very best communication possible, which is praying together. Well, that's an interesting, I'm glad you brought that up because there's something really practical about, about that, 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 uh, that is also a problem for, for people. And I know, I know it is for me. I, I have, I have a hard time praying with my wife and uh, I struggle over that. And, and I find out that I'm not very, I'm not alone in that at all. Um, do you have, do you have any insight into that? Absolutely. And I have struggled with that as well. I think, I don't think there's anybody that wouldn't agree with your sentiment there, John. And, but it is so powerful when you do it. And, I think sometimes if we're not used to praying, we think prayer has to be some certain way. And the reality mm. is you're just talking to God. And there's no there's mm. no like perfect recipe for your prayer. And, you know, other than it should be sincere and it should be focusing on good things, right? And asking God to be involved yeah. in good things. And so there is some direction in the Bible about prayer. You know, so I'm not saying there isn't direction, but I don't want, I think we need to simplify this. And perhaps you might be wondering how your spouse, what your spouse thinks about your prayers when you're praying out loud, if you're not used to doing praying in front of other people or praying in front of your spouse. And it could be that basic. And I would just say you have to get over it, especially if, if you're the guy, you got to get over it. You're the yeah. spiritual leader of your family and your marriage. And, you just got to do it. You got to reject passivity. And you might be a strong man mm. in other parts of your life, and you might be going, "Well, I just am a little uncomfortable praying in front of my wife." Okay, say that out loud so you can actually hear yourself. Mm. Aren't, haven't you accomplished many harder things than that in your life? Yes, of course. So, how did you do that when you were challenged with something that you wanted? If you want a great marriage, then just overcome that challenge, and you just got to do it. And the more you do something like that, the more comfortable you get, and the more enriched your marriage actually becomes. Hmm. I think one of the things, one of the things I struggle with in that is that um, you brought, you, you brought up a really good point when you say, as long as it's sincere. And um, I think that's one of the reasons that prayer is tough for me with my wife, because uh you know, I can I can pray and pray in front of strangers, and and I don't have any problem. And I can think of all high and lofty and really good things, pray for the encourage everybody. But but my my problem is that my wife knows me. <laughs> she she knows me through and through, <laughs> and I and uh, so my my word, my lofty word. She'll see right through everything, and I. I find sometimes I'm so conscious of her when I'm praying with her that mm-hmm. I'm that I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to you know imagine what is she thinking of this now is she gonna is she gonna think I'm really being honest here or is she gonna nail me about this? That's interesting. Yeah, uh, no, that's interesting. I think I think maybe a a, a way to just kind of do something a, a prayer of your marriage that's, that's powerful and to be listening is you know pray for the marriage itself. 
pray that your marriage would that you would grow even closer together, that we would be able to uh, understand, help us to understand each other when we're communicating with each other, help us to have wisdom in how to grow our marriage. Thank you for my spouse that you've given me. I mean, there's no way a wife is going to judge that poorly, right? So maybe just maybe <laughs> simplifying and just praying for the marriage itself. I think she'll love it. Okay. Um, what What are some of the uh, let's let's uh, I, I'd love to have you talk a little personally about your your own marriage. Um, maybe just tell us a little bit about about uh, uh, your wife and 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 uh, how you guys met and how long you've been married and and maybe maybe uh, you know what a what is a what is a maybe a hard thing that you faced together and um i'm putting a lot into the one big question here and the other would be uh you know what what, what's a what's a what's a happy memory um what are your happiest times together um is there uh can you just talk for a while and kind of let us know about about uh you and your wife yeah that'd be cool you know i was uh yeah absolutely when i met first met my wife i was not a believer um, so I didn't know God, and I felt like I didn't need God. I felt like people who needed God were the weaker people. They just needed to believe in something, um, but I definitely yeah. didn't think I, I, was, I was weak at the time. And so, um, but, <laughs> you know, and a year after uh, I met her, I, or actually a year before we got married, sorry, I, I became a believer, and that's its own story. And she'd been a believer her whole life, and she'd been a missionary, and she knows at the time she knew her Bible. She still does, of course. And she could speak about the Bible. And here I am. I'm a relatively new Christian. And as I understand it, I'm going to be the spiritual leader of this really go-getter, amazing, you know, (laughs) spiritually knowledgeable woman and and well-spoken woman at that. And so definitely in the beginning it, it was like, Okay, this is this this isn't easy, and it wasn't easy to pray in front of her when we were newly married and those kinds of things. And I had some spiritual growth to do. But one of the things I think I mentioned before is getting a good mentor is is key. And we've had a great marriage. You know, we set out to have two kids originally, and um, you know, we ended up having eight. And that is because we decided <laughs> we would never stop unless we both agreed, and we would never stop for selfish reasons. And there might be other good reasons to stop having kids, but we would never stop just because of our own convenience or we wanted to be able to save more money or whatever. And so um, here we are at eight kids. And it's been a journey. You know, obviously I've been an entrepreneur and there's been um, ups, a lot of really good ups and some downs in that. And I think that's where the challenge um, might have existed is when I had a company go out of business and half a million in debt follow me. And here we are with, uh, seven kids at the time and, you know, uh, no income coming in. And she'd been home with the kids. Obviously we have a lot of kids. So she'd been home and home educating the kids all these years. And, and, you know, at that moment, but you know what I really appreciate is our marriage was so strong. I nurtured it in the good times and I reaped the benefits of it in the hard times. And we all will have hard times. And so, you want to invest in your relationships and your most important human relationship is your wife. Your next most important human relationships are your kids. 
and your most important your most important relationship is with God. And so, getting that right and making sure that's rock solid in the good times, man, it's so amazing in the bad times. When I was faced with that decision, and I decided to pursue entrepreneurship still, after we lost our money, and there was a lot of debt coming after me, all I got was support, and um, and our our family grew closer together. Where there's some challenging, stressful moments, for sure. But when you knit a close relationship and you have great communication with your wife, it is beautiful. And a big tip I'll give to people, there's this quote out there, I don't know who said it, but whatever you take for granted will disappear. And so many men and women actually take for granted their spouse. Especially men, though, who are really ambitious. They're like, okay, I won my wife. Now I got to go win other things. So I got to go win in mm-hmm. the business world. I got to go win in my career. And I've got my wife. You know, I already won her. She's committed forever. And if you have that mentality, what happens is pretty soon she doesn't feel cherished anymore. And pretty soon that relationship is slowly eroding and you can't even tell. And you're like, well, of course she's always going to be there. She's my wife. Well, you know what? I'll tell you a story. When we were young married with, with one or two little kids, we were in a big church, and we had this, like, Sunday school thing with other people in our season of life, and we'd sit around round tables, and speakers would come in, and it would be like uh, we would do that and then go to church afterwards or vice versa. I can't remember. Well, anyways, uh, we have a vivid memory of sitting at the table, and, you know, there's like six couples around the table. Maybe that's big, maybe five couples, something like that. Well, my wife and I were thinking about it, the other day, and I think there's only one other couple that's still married that was around that table. Wow. And one other couple. And wow. um, and so it's, you know, now that I'm 43 and been married 19 years, um, we've seen a ton of people who are believers get divorced. Mm-hmm. There's really been no difference in the number of people we know that are believers or non-believers as far as how many divorces yeah. we've seen, and that's true with the stats out there. And so I think that um, a lot of Christians just are not adding God into the marriage. And they're individually just as selfish as the regular folks. And maybe their individual relationships aren't even very strong with God. Mm. Mm. You know, my wife and I, have, we have a, a ton of differences. <laughs> we're, we're, in fact, uh, we often joke that you know, those Myers-Briggs tests that you can take and those things that you take when you're, you're engaged tell you yeah. how compatible you are. And <laughs> we, we tested, we test off the charts on those things as far as being, you know, supposedly so incompatible that we're not supposed to be working. But I tell you, the one thing we have is we both have a huge, passion for the Lord and and yeah, to, yeah. to be used of him and to do the right thing, to do what he wants us to do and to spread the gospel and get the word out and, and make our life effective, you know, on the, in those areas. And uh, boy, nothing, uh, nothing brings us together more than talking about that. Um, Amen. And yeah, and and I bet you could. I I, I I'm sure that that 
that has a lot to do with you and your marriage too, because uh, of what you guys are doing now. You, um, you, this appears to be, you know, what you're really involved in um, is uh, bringing the Lord into family. And, uh, and I imagine that also brings you together. Am yeah, I right absolutely. About that? And I just, absolutely. And it just look, next time you're out to dinner and you see married couples eating dinner together, you'll see um, so many, unfortunately, looking at their phones and not talking to each other. And if you guys, if that's happening in your marriage, there is a problem. There is a major problem. And it's easy to fix, actually. And I really do believe it's easy to fix. And I'm going to give you a couple tips on this because um, how you, here's, here's tip one, is how you look at your marriage defines its reality. So how you look at it. If you, if, if you don't even have vision for your marriage, you're settling something far below what you may even realize you're settling for in your marriage. And it mm. takes vision to cultivate something in an ongoing way. And so you've got to, you've, got to, you've got to look at it. You should expect great things out of your marriage, but if you don't, you won't do the right actions on a daily basis because your marriage is either receding or it's growing. I really don't believe there's an in-between on that. So if you guys don't have things to talk about, it means it's a, it's a sign that there's decay. It's a sign that you guys aren't growing individually and learning new things, and perhaps you're not even spurring each other on in growing. And I think that's a big thing, too. You've got to nurture the gifts and dreams in your spouse. And my wife, for example, has been a stay-at-home mom this whole time, but it doesn't mean I haven't nurtured the gifts and dreams in my spouse. Absolutely. I encouraged her to start a blog, which now has impacted tens of thousands of women around the world. Uh, I yeah. encouraged her to write a, write a book, which uh, has, has impacted thousands and thousands of people. So, you know, whatever it is, got to know your wife, and you got to encourage her. And she, likewise, should be encouraging the gifts and dreams in, in the husband as well. Wow. Helping, uh, helping our wives find their gifts and uh, use them and express them uh, in, uh, in, in their life and through their own relationships. Is that it? Yeah. Is that a part of it? Yeah. Yeah, it's part of it. Yeah, In nurturing relationships. Like you know, we should care so much about our wives that we pay attention to her joy. To her, is she getting enough time with other women to spur her on? Mm-hmm. Is she, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, we should be pursuing that. And and if you're doing that, it's such an interesting life. It's such an interesting marriage. It's always, I I mean, we've. We have so much to talk about. We never actually get to talk about it all. It seems like it's like there is so much to talk about that are, that are good things wow. and very challenging things and sometimes maintenance things. That's another thing I want to bring up yeah. is pay attention to what you actually talk about. If most of what you talk about is maintenance talk, there also is a problem because maintenance talk is talking about, you know, bills that need to be paid, mm. debt, to what we're going to do about a situation, what we're going to do about a kid that is going in the wrong direction. 
that's good stuff. You've got to do that talk. But if that is all you ever talk about, there might be a problem. You've got to be friends. Friends have fun. Friends talk yeah. about fun things. They talk about their dreams. They talk about where they want to travel to someday. They talk about memories. They have fun. You've got to date each other. Mm. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Do you guys do you guys set up do you plan for dates? Do you what do you like to do on a, uh with your wife on a date? Yeah, we have two, <laughs> we have two kinds of dates. We're a little odd. We have the fun ones where we actually like uh-huh. to have dinner and talk and um walk around just time together, you know, just mm-hmm. without any big agenda. We love that. Sometimes we'll see a movie that's far more rare, though, because you can't talk and really mm-hmm. hang out, but sometimes we add that in. Um, but there's other kinds of dates we do, too, and that is where they're, like, visioneering and talking about the future and making plans together and sometimes, write, you know, mm. thinking about a project, like a book we're going to be writing together, or, you know, we have those kinds of meetings, too, and we're a little odd. Everybody's different, so I understand that. But we, we actually love doing that kind of date, too. But we make sure that there's a good mix of just fun and, mm-hmm. and then also planning and writing and spurring each other on and, you know, those kinds of things, too. Wow. That's cool. That's a, that's almost like a business, a little bit of business and, and a little bit of yep. fun. Um, yep. Yeah, we understand that, definitely. And... And it may be a good reason why uh, husbands and wives should look at, would you, would you encourage them to find some way in which they could actually minister together, have some kind of ministry as a couple? I think some that's way? huge. Uh, any way you can be a team together is positive. Mm-hmm. Obviously you're a team in raising your kids and that should be the most important mm-hmm. way you're a team and focusing on that. But yeah, getting yourselves outside of your house and uh, with other people and serving together can bring great joy and unity to your marriage. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, <laughs> time always goes by too fast. Um, on this show and, and we are, uh, we're, 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 our time is up. Can you give us, uh, maybe one last word of encouragement or advice or, or tip on, uh, keeping our marriages strong? Go to your spouse and tell them how much you love them. And one very specific reason why. And, you will have a great evening and a great afternoon together. I I just think it's so important not to take your spouse for granted and to verbally say, look them in the eyes, and you want to show that. You want to do that in front of your kids as often as possible as well. Wow. That's great. Isaac, thank you. Uh, This has been personally helpful for me, and I hope for – all the rest of our listeners, uh, this has been great. I've loved having you um, uh, on a, on my show, and and I pray God's blessing on on the the lives you you guys are touching out there. This is fantastic. 
Um, so once again, thank you for being on Blog Talk Radio, and and uh, and we'll we'll talk again sometime uh, uh, after a while, and 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 see how things are going. How's that? <laughs> Sounds great. I enjoyed being here, John. Thank okay. you. Okay, Isaac. God bless. Thank you so much. There you go, you guys. Some good ideas, some good suggestions. Uh, CourageousParenting.com, ResolutMan.com are two places I know you can go, and uh, they will lead you to uh, others, I'm sure. So uh, this has been super. um, God God bless you all. God bless Isaac and, and his work. And uh, we pray that that God enlivens our relationships. Help pick us up and begin to truly, truly reach out and care for each other and get over that selfishness. Amen. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.